Welcome to episode 1 to 1 of Bhatuki Therapy with Prag Piyush and our special guest Shweta Kothari. Welcome to the episode. Today we are talking about something serious and very close to our hearts. That's fake news. Yeah, and me and Prag have been talking about this for a very long very, time. Very, very long time. Yeah, we were actually planning to do this as the third episode of yeah. the podcast series, but we were looking for the right person to talk to about all of this. And this time we've got Shweta Kothari with us. She's an anchor and a senior correspondent in yes. a major news channel. Yep, yep. and she's here with us busting the bubble of fake news yeah and basically you know helping us dance around the whole fake news and the credible news in the whole in this day and age so guys let's jump into the conversation with her so hi shweta well hi and thank you for having me uh, to start with uh, i'm a journalist uh, very young at that i started my career uh, with bbc in scotland uh, freshly uh, Uh, graduated from University of Sussex in the UK and got an opportunity to work with industry stalwarts in uh, the BBC came back to India started as a financial correspondent and uh, I've been in business news for about 5 years now and so so far it's been a wonderful journey have had uh, a lot to learn there's much more obviously looking forward to uh, just uh, in process of switching jobs from tv to digital i have been a senior correspondent and anchor with news xia i used to do prime time morning shows and now i will be taking up the mantle of a uh, you know managing editor at india's one of the most digital uh, trusted website which is the logical indian in bangalore That is fantastic. I think we both yeah. follow the yeah. logical Indian for a very exactly. long time. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to hear that. Really yeah. happy to hear that. And, and I think, I think yeah. that's wonderful. You know, because a lot of people follow logical Indian. So I uh, got to know a lot of my own friends who really don't know what logical Indian is about. They actually follow logical Indian on either you know Facebook or Instagram or Twitter for that matter. So yes, that is a fantastic. A huge follow, following base and audience base. Yeah, yes, I think we need more organizations like. logical indian and yeah, i'm pretty yeah. sure like few of our you know audiences or like people who would hear us would not know about logical indian you know so, there are there are a couple of them i follow like religiously there's one that's logical indian of course yeah uh, then then there's one called better india the better india mm-hmm. i think so absolutely uh, yes yeah yes, and yes. Uh, Uh, my favorite one is scroll dot. Oh yeah, yeah. That I yeah. You so. you asked me to you know yeah. look into it, and both me and my wife have been you know, ardently yeah, like following. Yeah, like unbiased uh, digital news. I think so. That's that's like my new favorite. To be yeah, honest, you, you hmm. mentioned like your first statement was that you are a journalist, and I think that's a big statement in this day and age, because. it's it's very important to find people who you can or rather find news that you can trust and i think that's the basic topic of our conversation yeah. is the is there news that you can actually trust on and this whole big stigma of you know news being fake or fake news as donald trump calls it uh, <laughs> how like being a journalist what what do you think how what's your approach i know you have given ted talk on that as well as but what is your approach or what is your thought process towards when you see you know i know this is fake news hmm so what all right let me quickly address uh, a few key points in your question first is you know donald trump saying that uh, the news is fake well honestly speaking every news that he is not pleased with he calls fake <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so it's very easy absolutely so it's very easy to call a news item fake if you don't agree with it right now having said that 
in this day and age, uh, the, the phenomenon of fake news is pervasive. We know fake news comes to us not through just our phones, but also through our televisions. Mm-hmm. Now, since I am uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of the chain, I'm, I'm not at the top of it, not at the bottom of it, courtesy my experience in media, uh, I do still have a choice to call out fake news when I see it. But when you, when you talk about journalists who are just starting out, who have one year, two years of experience, when they're told to do something, they have to do it. You know, you can't really question your bosses. You can't really question the organization that you're working in. And so if there is a narrative that the organization is following, you have to follow that narrative. I have the luxury of protesting. But again, if the organization wants to do a certain type of story, certain kind of story, then I have to do it. How do I call it out? If it's very blatant and I know that it can really, really harm the society, I use my own social media channels. I, I go to Facebook, I go to Twitter. I try and call it out. But when an organization wants to follow fake news, and there have been instances when the entire organization followed fake news throughout the day, even you know conducted 9 p.m. debates on it. In that case, you can't do much. But as people, I mean, as, as journalists, I can't do much because I'm a part of the organization. But as people, perhaps, as consumers of news, as audience of news, you can register your protest. You can register your protest on you know social media channels. You can write to information and broadcasting uh, ministry in India, and there are various ways of registering your protest. So I think the responsibility lies not just with the journalists, but also people of the country. No, well said. Yeah, well, I think yeah. I had a very basic, very dumb question if you want to think about it. Is. Uh, but uh, when you say that new organizations have this, like, I don't know, I would call it as agenda of following a certain news that they do they know that it is fake and they're still following it? And if they are, is it more uh, monetary driven or this is something that they want to prove a point? Yeah. Because they even they would know in the back of the minds, like the big whips who would, you know, take the decision, you know what, this is this is what, where we want to go. They would know in the mm. back of our mind, like let's say tomorrow or day after tomorrow, it's still going to come out and their credibility would go down. But is it, they don't care about or like they have enough fan following that it does not kind of matter to them? You know, uh, it's a very good question. It's not a very, it's a very interesting question because there's a difference between agenda-driven news and absolute baseless fake news. So while most of the TV media, including print in certain cases and digital, uh, is agenda-driven in India at this point in time, it's not absolutely fake-fake. You know, what they do usually is they pick on statements of certain politicians and they use them throughout the day. That actually, you know, going back and checking as to what that politician said is correct or not. So while you're not doing your duty, uh, you're not completely making up things. You're not making up facts. You're not making up making up figures. So if an organization knows that this is completely false, then they ideally would not pick it up you know that, that 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 is my understanding having worked in at least three very reputed media organizations my understanding is that they will not pick up news items if they think it's completely false or fake okay, right. but right. what usually happens is because they have an ideology so a certain party uh, leader or a spokesperson of that ideology that matches their own says something they don't even bother to go back and check i think that's oh, okay. why and that's where we all fail as media 
Right. 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 I think I think that that's one of the more important bits where I think uh, us like okay, I, we would not call us people who are sitting in the middle, unfortunately, because we are <laughs> few thousand kilometers away <laughs> from India. Yeah, I, think, I think we're the end consumer yeah. of that news. And right. and unfortunately, right. we're looking at from a different perspective. Yeah. So Too we yeah. we yeah, yeah. have the liberty of oh, I'll I'll check four places and then I'll start commenting yeah. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the same context, actually, I was talking to Piyush about this for a or for a while actually, and uh, we realized this that fake news is a term of today, but the mm. practice of fake news is not from today. It's True. been oh. it's been a while that this is going on, right? Like I remember in I come from a city called Pune, and we had this small newspaper. called sandhyanand there and i was talking about this to peyush yeah. about yeah. it and it's like it used to print all of these stupid fake news that you know antariksh mein alien hai and this and that <laughs> and, you know all of these yeah. things that are hilarious but it imagine this it was in print for more than 20 years that means there was a certain mm-hmm. cult of audience that it had actually accumulated for a very long time which was <laughs> kind of buying this news which you know as a fact we know is false you know so, yeah. hmm. so this practice of fake news is not been like post social media era i think post social media hmm. era it has got a massive boost but i agree completely yes yeah. you know because i was researching a lot on uh, fake news you'd be surprised some people say it originated from mahabharat you know you remember that famous line ashwatthama mara gaya oh, that yeah. never happened right. Right. Yeah. yes Ooh, and and yeah. that never happened and a lot of people say oh that was the first instance of fake news you know <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah. i didn't even think about yeah, it for sure i didn't even think about it But again i think that that follows that same narrative as yeah. you were saying right like just changing the context of things like yeah. if uh, so one guy said something the other guy starts repeating it yeah. and the whole mm-hmm. media starts narrating it as the second person is saying that this is what's happening no everyone has forgotten the fact that the second person is saying अरे ये तो पहले पर्सन ने कहा था पार्लियामेंट्री थिंग गोइंग ऑन इट डिट है लाइक दैट बट देन यू कैन एक्सप्लेन इट टू वन पर्सन बट यू कैनॉट गो टू यू नो एक्सप्लेन इट टू Hundred, two hundred, three hundred million people that of we course, have, right? Of course. And uh, mm. I think that's one thing. You're you're absolutely right. Is like molding and changing the context plays a very big part in this creating this fake news. Because earlier, you said this was happening. Yeah, from mm. Mahabharata to today's days, yeah, right? True. Like that's that's a long story. And what what would you say? Like your your first experiences with fake news were when you started your journalism career, and you know how how would those go through? Mm. Well, you know, my first experience with agenda-driven journalism came when I, I suppose, I, I started working in a very reputed right-wing organization whose name I'll not take. <laughs> uh, that is when I realized, oh, this also happens. Oh, uh, you'd be surprised, and and this one, obviously, one of the most uh, watched. The you know as as the channel says we're the most watched TV channel right, English right. Yeah, uh, yeah, news yeah. channel in the entire country and uh, the anchor is the most watched the prime time anchor is the most watched uh, you know TV anchor in the entire country they had their own set agenda towards certain stories right so they would send me out and they would say oh this is what we want 
They don't really care what comes out of the investigative story. They have an agenda. This is what they want. They would set that agenda for me and say, "Go look, find this. If you don't find this, don't come back. Or <laughs> if you if you do come back, make sure you're not getting an assignment for next, you know, at least couple of weeks." Oh my god! So like, like that, your answer is there. Is figure work. out the questions. It's it's like that. Like we have, we already have the answer. You just have to work out the questions. It's like true, man. That's it's like reverse. Absolutely. Like Imagine you have the answer, and now you're asking me to form a question. I mean, it's really as sad as that. You you you're telling me so. This is the answer. Go find the question. and you know it cannot get worse than that but imagine okay so that is investigative story let's talk about general news right someone said something you have you know for example a samit patra coming on record bjp spokesperson saying something right now you are ideally supposed to think something against manishankar ayer who's a congress spokesperson correct. now you're supposed to verify as to what he's saying whether what he's saying is correct or not before actually doing a prime time debate on it Yep. but you would rather do a prime time debate and later we find out that that statement was completely and wholly wrongly attributed to manishankar ayer he never made such a statement oh. or it oh. was basically cut and paste job so you know it's as embarrassing as that sometimes you conducting 9 pm debates on topics and issues which are completely false and fake and it's not just one organization i'm not just talking about one organization here the multiple organizations were doing that i have had uh, you know the the the, the luck actually fortunately or unfortunately uh, of closely monitoring what happened in that one organization but if you take a distant view of the entire media at the moment you'll realize many other organizations are doing the same no no i not agree not sure yeah. if there is a filter because nobody is able to you know call them out even if we call them out on social media they don't care they still say oh we're the most watched go right. watch something else in that case <laughs> don't watch us i think i think that's yes. yeah that's when you I, mentioned right like when you said that you're a journalist and that's why i exactly my statement was like it's a very big deal it's a very big statement is because right now you don't know exactly what to watch what not to watch because if you again that's the one thing right like fact checking that's something that is very very important honestly what i feel as again i might be completely or off base on this again because we are the spectators we are not there in the yeah, middle it's like from 2010 to 2014 we thought this one channel was completely left and then from 2014 till today it's completely right and probably if something happens something other happens it's going to change its whole agenda so it's it's <laughs> it's not like we are sticking to one single point it's like whichever yeah. the ruling party is right. you would want to go against them or you want to go with them it's I, I I don't know. I feel very weirded out because in moments, like in a day or two, you suddenly switch, mm-hmm. saying, "You know what? I am pro this. I am pro this. I am pro this." But then two days later, I'm saying, "I'm anti this. I'm anti this." I'm the same yeah. guy. Like yeah. no, it it does not work like that. Your views cannot change in a day or yeah, two. Yeah, that's what is more confusing mm. to me. And like I think so, this is something we were uh, we were discussing together as well. Like the BBC agenda that we were talking about, the BBC survey that came yeah. out that said people in India are less considered about the facts of the story and more likely to share mm. if it bolsters the national identity of yeah. like yeah. the right wing mm. or the left wing or whatever. They 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 think they're more patriots if they say a certain kind of things and they. don't care about if it's real or not yeah yeah, I, yeah i have i remember this also like i uh, i've had this conversations with few of the few of like really you know right wing people who are there in my family and their statement is ki are the left party also did it <laughs> but it <laughs> does not prove you a know, point but, but that, that that is true i completely agree you know we are very short sighted people don't we know what congress party did don't we know sedition laws uh, you know were 
were misused, used yeah, or misused yeah. by Congress Party in the past. Yeah. Don't we know that there were, it was equally bad when it came to journalism? The narrative was left of center for the longest time, and therefore uh, the majority, the right wing, did not find its own space yeah. Uh, yeah. during the Congress era, and they're speaking up now. So I think they're right because we are looking at last four five years. We're perhaps not looking at what happened, you know, in early 2000 while the UPA one and UPA two were ruling the country, uh, and we often tend to do that. We often tend to have a very uh, short memory. We forget very easily. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, problem true. of and, the audience. And that's the thing, right? And what happens with like specifically people like th- that's what my statement to anyone who is like, no, you know what? This is what yeah. happened. I say, I agree, I agree. But let's learn from the mistakes that someone did. Let's say 30, yeah. 40 years, fifty years back in the past. Because at one point, if you keep on doing the exact same thing, like again the news thing right like if we get, if we go back to the news bit is like if you keep on spreading or if you keep on forwarding stuff like uh, you know these weird memes or like photoshopped images or some codes that you have not fact checked ultimately mm-hmm. you're losing your credibility in that space made be a news channel made be a person made be a journalist made be a print media guy made be anyone made be a magazine or made be this this news fake news thing that pune had so you know that mm-hmm. that is something that is very important and we have to have to have some like again back getting back to the fact checkers i was i was thinking in my head like i'm come from the technology space i'm thinking let's create an artificial intelligence something <laughs> that would do real time fact checking and in these, these 9 but pm that's, debates that's a very interesting idea and I, as soon I as someone agree. says something wrong is like red lights go off saying that you know what <laughs> yeah. i would love to see that i would request google but you know there, there are a lot of people in india working on that uh, yeah. since i was i was in in since i was you know researching on fake news and you'd be surprised to know so many agencies, so many organizations now trying to find ways to flag fake news. Since WhatsApp came to India and, you know, we have about, what, 200 million people who use WhatsApp in India at the moment, one of the largest consumer base for WhatsApp in India. And since there was this so-called tussle, not tussle, but, you know, differences with the Indian Indian authority, the government, and WhatsApp, whether they should trace messages or not. WhatsApp said we cannot trace messages because that undermines the privacy factor. Yeah. That, you know, WhatsApp gives its audience, but WhatsApp gives its user, users in, right. in, in anywhere in the world. Now, WhatsApp said we cannot really go back and check as to where the message originated from. So Indian government said, you know, you can't do it, but we'll try and find a way. And a lot of independent organizations, NGOs tried working on technology through which you could at least find out as to where these, you know, communally driven uh, messages come from. You can identify if you can identify the source. Perhaps you can stop it. Yeah. And I think it's only then you can you know because you are asking 1.2 billion people to stop forwarding messages. <laughs> that that huge amount it gets very difficult unless and until there's a deterrent and more importantly unless you actually identify a few people and punish them. Yeah. True. yeah, yeah so the yeah, rest yeah. of the rest of the people stop doing it. So there has to be an effective deterrent, and therefore I completely agree with you. There has to be some sort of technology enabled so as to identify where these messages are coming from and catch hold of these people. Yeah, yeah. I think and only and then can we find a, a solution to this problem. Yeah, there has to be a balance between like privacy and this, you know. Uh, yeah. I know, it's, it's, like, you cannot have like you both said, of those. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was just saying before we even started this podcast, like where Barack Obama said, you can either have privacy or security. And I think so it's a very powerful yeah. statement. Like you oh. can either have have one of those things it's not possible yeah. to have both of them it's not 
that we can strike a really good balance like encryption is always going to be there which is going to be deterrent from people to actually finding out what, where it originated from but at the mm-hmm. same time i think so privacy is very important as well like this was one of the main topics we wanted to discuss with you as well like uh i think so when it comes to privacy like i would want my private conversations to be private but when it comes mm-hmm. to a conversation that's forwarded where a 10000 people like we were discussing this uh where a certain kind of a news article uh say a fact checker has to do his fact check there are a lot of ngos in india today who do fact checks mm-hmm. and especially on whatsapp newses right and mm-hmm. all of those uh fact check organizations are actually doing german journalism right so they take a certain right. kind of time frame to basically find out if the news is true or false because at their mm-hmm. part they can't rush into a con- conclusion because they think it's right or they think it's wrong they will come mm-hmm. up with the proof for a certain thing saying that this is right or wrong and that is there's a certain time limit that is given say a 24 hours or a 12 hours or a 6 hours but if a certain message has been forwarded once the kind of damage it does by the time the fact checker is actually released the information mm. that it is fake or true is a lot like mm. the person that has oh, received the image absolutely. like mm. uh, has received the message is already been damaged that image has already been gone through so though the fact comes later that says that oh this was fake news the damage has been done so that you know, uh, just to add on to that yeah. apart from the fact that the damage has already been done and uh, the fake news is identified later usually in most of the cases from number of people that i've spoken to uh, you know over the course of last 6 months uh, many people many of these you know men and women who are doing great work as far as fake news is concerned they told me fake news has become so localized that you're now not able to identify a fake news item until and unless it has actually led to some major repercussion oh uh, let's okay. you know simply let's let's talk about what happened in assam because that was the trigger when right. two young boys when two young boys when they were simply going away for a weekend in karbi anglong in assam they were brutally murdered they were taken out of their cars the car that they were traveling in and they were brutally killed by a mob of about you know 100 plus people those were the facts that emerged simply because they did not look like the localites the locals were tribal people and their messages were going round that you know there are uh, people from other community who speak a different language who are in the vicinity to kidnap your children now nothing makes parents you know more jittery than their children's safety True. so that was that 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 can be one of the biggest triggers you tell a parent that your child is in danger and they will act they will not think twice and that's what happened 100 plus people dragged these two young uh, you know kids out 27 28 years old two young men with with a very bright future ahead dragged them out killed them slaughtered them and it was only a day or two later that it got out that this was because of a fake news item which was doing the rounds for about past 6 months wow so wow. for 6 months that fake news item was in circulation nobody tried to counter it no official authority came on record to uh, you know calm the people down uh, basically tell them that look your your fear is unfounded these uh, news items that you're seeing on your whatsapp are fake nobody did any action and people you know the authorities only jumped into action once 
they saw the repercussion in front of them and two lives were lost so i completely agree with you you know some it takes a, a lot of time for you know these fake news busters uh, to actually identify and and a piece of news which they think is doing rounds and which could be detrimental to society and by the time maybe they've already caused a lot of damage and since india is such a diverse country with so many languages you know such uh, so many ethnicities it, it gets very difficult to identify fake news items in in local cities and villages and there's so many dialects you know so it gets really difficult for all these fake news busters to identify oh so this news is important and this could do more damage than the other news items so let's first counter this so there's no mechanism true, right true. and yeah, therefore yeah. it gets very difficult for these guys to identify uh, news on priority basis in each language in each dialect yeah. and then counter it so yes i think i think there has to be a process that needs to be put in place we are we are too young right now into uh, this culture of fake news and uh, since since their efforts are being put in by ngos by people who've taken up the uh, the mantle of trying to you know bust fake news that is doing the rounds but i think serious efforts need to be put in from the government side as well and the government is doing the government i believe now is finally waking up to it sure. it's not too late before many more lives are lost i think the government now realized But yes, it has. To, this is a pervasive, a problem that will not go away by itself, and we need to do something about it. Yeah, I think the technology is also pretty young, and true, we were true. we were hmm. figuring this out. We were actually went through articles, and we figured out that we lost what thirty one lives in the last one year yeah. due to mob mm-hmm. lynchings in India, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a big number thirty one lives due to a spread of a news which is completely un. Based on anything, un, yeah, proved. it's not proven. It's not there. It's not even. It's like not the proven. guy you told talked about a couple of minutes ago. The two young kids who had bright futures in front of them. Yeah. Uh, we heard about mm. the same story in Bangalore for the cow lynching that happened, yeah. and then yeah. it it turned right. out to be such mm. a big deal. And is similar, like a similar amount of incidents happened with thirty one people, and that that's mm. not a small deal. Right. Yeah, it's not at all like it's it's so bad it again the problem is if for example like again this is very hypothetical example saying like for example let's let's say next month if i go if i go to india right and if someone mm. said spreads out a message like you know what this guy has come down and he has done this is this he eats this is this i i mm. might get you know i might get tried i might get killed who knows just because someone decides exactly. to you know let's 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 do it just know? like saying like a bearded guy is arriving from an airport and like Absolutely. going to somewhere yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. and there's yeah. there's no limitation it might be you or the first guy who arrives just, out yeah, of an exactly airport and is bearded right, right? like right. that's mm. that's really bad <laughs> right Yeah, and uh, this is it's such a it, it is a tragedy. I completely agree with you. You know, uh, the the fear of the unknown, the the fear for the life for your own children, the fear uh, of the fact that your property may be stolen, that someone's coming to kidnap your kids, and and you know they usually they they usually the fake news items usually revolve around these issues. We usually True. revolve around these ideas. True. So, be be it a burka clad woman who's taking away your children, or a man, uh, a bearded man who's going to kidnap your kids, or you know, so on and so forth. So, they try to hit you where it hurts the most. You know that you know people will be driven, people uh, will be fearful if you talk about children, if you talk about their property, so on and so forth. So, they they actually actually hurt you where it hit, it hit you where it hurts the most. 
So that, that's been the case. I mean, not just in Bangalore, being beat in Assam, beat in Maharashtra, in MP, the news items that have come in usually revolve around these topics. And the same, same yeah. cause, I think. So uh, we were talking about, like, you know, if you would have spoken to us, like, probably four years ago, I would have said mm-hmm. I was proud of our Indian community because now we understand mm. working with each other. I think True. so there hasn't yeah. been a communal rivalry for a very long time in India. It's been very peaceful. It's been very nice. And I, in fact, mm. give examples every year to people living abroad saying that, why are you guys, you know, targeting a certain caste or a certain sect of people? You can see India as an example, which has been living in harmony with so many religions, yeah. so many languages. Like we have insane amount of diversity in India and we've been living together mm. And now you see this massive social media outburst of people going extremely right, going extremely Mm. towards a certain religion rather than, you know, being this massive community of people who've been diverse and together for a very long time. Yeah. And do you see in your future, like, as you've been there on the ground more than we have, do you see this being Mm. a bigger problem going ahead? Or do you see this as diluting as soon as the elections go away? You know, uh, that's a that's a very interesting question because <clears throat> this is something I I'm fighting uh, not just uh, in my own profession uh, but also you know as as you mentioned in your own family sometimes you you need to fight that mentality when when you come across it that when your own family members talk ill about a certain community and 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 they talk about their own Hindu pride and they say that we're going to support a certain uh, party or a certain you know political leader because uh, they will help their community that that particular leader is going to help their community and then it essentially comes down to why are we proud Indians I keep asking that question to anyone and everyone and I know it sounds very philosophical but <laughs> I think it's important to ask because uh, I'm a proud Indian because of the diversity of this country true you know I I, I, I could be living in any other country yeah. and maybe not as proud but I am a proud Indian because we live in such a diverse country where you're not supposed to or idly are not differentiated on the basis of your caste creed gender religion region so on and so forth so uh, that to me, is the essence of being an Indian. True. So if you can't yep. respect yep. that, then then there is no talk of nationalism. Then there is absolutely no talk of one united India. Then might as well talk about your own community because you're being selfish. Because you you, you know you use you, you say that oh you know you you promote nationalism. So if you're promoting nationalism, you should ideally be the first person to be protecting the diversity of this country. But if nationalism for you is only uh, you know, is only limited to your own religion or your own region, you're being a hypocrite. But that said, uh, I I want to draw upon the example that you gave of uh, Mumbai. And I went to a story from when I was in Jammu and Kashmir uh, for a good 15, 20 days for a story that I was following, which eventually came out. But I want to talk about my experience there. I spoke to approximately 50 to 60 uh, Kashmiri Muslims. Right. The okay. story was on how uh, they see Kashmiri pundits. Okay. Okay. Uh, whether they want Kashmiri pundits to come back, whether they want they don't like Kashmiri pundits, because we all know we we are all aware of the ethnic cleansing that happened yeah, in Jammu yeah, and Kashmir. Yeah, yeah. All the Kashmiri pundits were forced to flee their homes, uh, you know, in early 1990s and in mid of 1990s. Uh, they were slaughtered. They were maimed, and they had to. That was. 
that was a very a series of unfortunate events that happened in Jammu and Kashmir. So I went back approximately 25 years later to now understand and gauge the mood of Kashmiris. And you'd be surprised to find out the stories of friendship, the stories of companionship that I came across. You know, some uh, old men and women told me that they've been guarding pundit houses because they want pundits to come back. The houses that they fled from 25 years ago. So uh, they, they they were all really warm and welcoming. They all wanted pundits to come back. And they said, you know, pundits are our, our own brethren. They are our neighbors. They are, they are people of this the state, they are people of Kashmir, we want them to come back. But the narrative that we see on TV is absolutely opposite. You know, you, you tell someone that a Kashmiri Muslim is a peace-loving person, yeah. peace-loving member of this country, they'll not believe you. They'll simply say, oh, you know what, you you, you have a distorted point of view and you're you left of center again. But if you go and talk to yeah. them, that's when you realize that they are people who want, uh, you know, they have their own set of issues. I'm not going to deny that. They have a lot of them have their own set of issues. A lot of them say we're not a part of this country and we are Kashmiris and we're not a part of Indian Union. At the same time, they want Kashmiri pundits to come back. And so there are issues. What I'm trying to say essentially is that sometimes the narrative is built by people with agenda, as you pointed out, as happened in the case of Mumbai. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, it happens in the case of Kashmir every other day. You know, so there, there is an agenda here. There are powerful people who obviously do not want peace because the funding then stops. If, true. You know, if true. there's peace true. in the valley, the funding stops. True. And if the funding stops, the money doesn't come in. So there are there are ways and methods that they continuously use to keep the fire on, and as a result of which, there's no peace in the valley at this point in time. So essentially. There are you know, the people of this country, the members of this country, the members of the society, they do want to live in peace. They have been living in peace. There have been, you know, riots in the past as well in, in many parts of this country. But if, when the riots subside and when things are normal again, you will see two people from very two very different faiths, two very different, you know, ethnicities sitting together, perhaps even sharing food. And... When I went to Kashmir, that, that idea of how, you know, Kashmiri Muslims perhaps do not welcome Kashmiri pundits, they do not want Kashmiri pundits back home, changed for me. Because I did not speak to just one person who said that, I spoke to multiple people who said that. So yes, I mean, I mean there are people with agenda who are trying to perhaps fuel communal tension, and that always works, you know. I mean, that that works out if you're trying to do that over a very long period of time, yeah. one fine day it will happen. True. There will be communal riots. Yeah. That doesn't mean we as country are not together, we're not united, and uh, we're not peace-loving people. So, yes, we were peace-loving in the past, we still are peace-loving, though the country today is very polarized, I completely agree with you, there's far left and then there's far right, but at the end of the day, it essentially boils down to we being Indians and being peace-loving. No, that's I think true. that yeah, is one true. quality we continue to uh, you know, enjoy and perhaps even show. Yeah, I think one thing I would, I, if I would want anyone who's listening and who will be listening to the podcast is like, if you have a different view, that doesn't make you anti-national. It's just, it just makes you diverse. That's it. And I think yeah. one one point that I'm actually, you know, I think in my head I'm changing the definition of fake news right now is, is again an agenda-driven news because 
for me i think fake news right now what i'm thinking is and i think you would agree on this as well is not something that comes out of whims and fancy of us of a single person it's more on collective a, effort. a collective effort and yeah. on an agenda on trying to either dismean dismean something or you know ruin the credibility of something or someone or some religion or whatever that is and again mm-hmm. as you mentioned like you know when you're talking about uh, when very good point you put up was that fighting against you know in your family who are elderly and who are mm. you know who are uh, like at uh, not on their prime right now <laughs> and for them for them mm. to yeah. the, you know to teach them or to talk to them is much more difficult like i have had the situation in my family as well a lot where mm. unfortunately it's a fact i think i was re- reading somewhere um there was this a study that happened like again the word is very bad i would say it's gullible like because of the because of the age for them they think like for example yeah. if i am sending something to my grandfather right and he'll take it with with up at most you know sincerity saying ki nahi agar if piyusha sent me something it it is going hmm. to be true yeah. and that ha- it and it would happen with every other person that he knows for like 30 40 50 60 years so if someone sends him hmm. something he would say no yaar abhi isne bheja hai to it has to be true wo sahi hi hoga and then without checking he would forward it to 10 other people thinking that i am doing something good for the community or the family <laughs> or to the people i know <laughs> but if for example if let's say uh, saying i think it's easy with doing it with your parents but like but somebody like a grandparents like, it's, like is very, like it's, uh, it's a very difficult so, thing to do and i think so this is what you're trying to convey yeah, yeah, right? like, like, like me, the it's very difficult uh, like right? the seniors in our country are currently the biggest source of fake news as well like yeah, this yeah. is what we've yeah. been like noticing no it's it's true it's, it's actually yeah. is, there is a study on that and th- that's what i'm saying like the, because they don't have they don't think that this is uh, if news is coming for them this always has been key news is always right न्यूज you know as compared to tv or whatsapp is the least trusted you're not supposed to trust anything that comes on whatsapp but you know it it's very difficult as you, as you pointed out to tell this to your uh, family members i remember have you know this conversation happened with my grandmother and she by the way is a very educated woman right of her time she served in in red cross and you know oh. she's she's been at the doctor in red cross so i asked her why why do you think you you forward this and there was this one particular news item about how a group of men uh, are are in in the locality and they basically uh, they are they basically trying to sell you something but when you entertain them they'll Uh, some something about the, you know they'll try and snatch away your chains etc oh, yeah, the thieves yeah, basically yeah. right a right. group of men and the thieves and they do and they're basically in the area at this point in time and they're in the vicinity so i asked her what, what makes you you know actually share this news item with me or with someone else she's like i'm i'm trying to you know warn you guys like yeah. there's a 
with utmost sincerity, she said that. Yeah. That, you know what, I'm trying to warn you guys. She said, what makes you think that this is true? Mm-hmm. The simple answer was that this has happened before. Oh. There have been men, you know, there have yeah, been kids yeah. in this area. So the fact is that, so first there's this trust factor in the news item that this has happened before, so the possibility of this happening again is 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 high, very high. That's first. Secondly, as you or yourself said, you know, the fact that you care for the people around you, for for your neighbors, yeah, for your community yeah. members, and that's the reason why you're forwarding it to 100 plus people yeah. without verifying. And thirdly, you know, you, you can ask, I can ask my mother to Google check, but it's very difficult to ask my grandmother to do exactly, the same. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there has to be, in a sense, an effective mechanism in in, in that case, you know, some, some some sort of red flag that look this is fake news, or some sort of basic primary education to all the elderly, perhaps in India, <laughs> that you know think twice before forwarding any message. Yeah. That's so true. yeah, no, we, we, no, though we're laughing at it right now, but yes, the problem continues to be very no, grave. No, I, I you're laughing at the helplessness of it. Yeah, like you know, true. like I. Trust me, if I open up my family WhatsApp group right now, there would be at least 20, 100 messages. And it's going to be from like from my grandfather. And you cannot tell him, don't do it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's it's the helplessness. Yeah, it's a sign of like respect and helplessness and everything put together. Like it's our culture working against us, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're we are too, we are too, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, etiquettes are <laughs> social etiquettes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the same point, like if, if you had to say i again it's it's a very difficult question but if i i would ask you how would you say people would take precautions in terms mm. of you know spreading this kind of a messaging system i agree that whatsapp isn't the most trustworthy or reliable or facebook isn't the most trustworthy or reliable anymore uh, you know, we got a few apps that got banned as well recently in India, like TikTok and then Reddit got banned for mm-hmm. a while, I think so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, like the government is taking their own precautions. But how would you say an individual should take a precaution? Like mm-hmm. not just Googling the same item, but just like what would you say is your a second pause before you basically forward something? What would you say he should do? Well, simply put, I think every individual who gets a message, if they, they do not have access to internet to verify the news items that they've received, then at least think twice, take a pause, take a moment, think twice before you forward it to the next individual. It's, it's a chain that needs to be broken at some place. And make sure maybe you're the person who breaks the chain by not forwarding it. You know, it started with very innocuous messages. It started with uh, pesticide in Pepsi. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Kurkure. It <laughs> yes. started with that. Yes. And now it's come down to, you know, thieves and robbers and murderers in your area. So from from creating panic to not use a certain item to creating panic about, you know, people who are in your area, who are in your vicinity. We've come a long way when it comes to fear mongering. True. And no? fear mongering is relatively very easy. Uh, all you have to do is just, just tell people that you, you need to be cautious. Is there something wrong happening? Is there something wrong in the items you consume? Something wrong in the people that you meet? And people with natural instincts come into play. People become instantly fearful. So I think take a pause, take a break, and think twice before you forward a message. 
No, that's true. true. I think one I just suddenly reminded me of something that I had a conversation with my uh, mom I think 3 days back. Something happened recently was in her school there's a huge debate going on whether you should use aluminum foil or not. Right. Why? Because mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. told that if you put hot food in aluminum foil, it will create mm-hmm. gases and it would affect mm-hmm. the food. I said okay, first of all, aluminum cannot melt with your hot food because the melting point for aluminum is 600 degrees centigrade no food yeah. can reach there <laughs> and secondly it yeah. is one of the most inert materials known to mankind yeah, that's why so, they use it uh, in so many exactly. hot that's areas that's why perhaps the aluminum foil right <laughs> exactly so i'm like okay think about it like who so i think probably one of the teachers only started put up that point was okay ask her to think logically i know she might have read it somewhere or she might have it's like the anti vaxxers thing right? Right, right, like right if you read something but just use a little bit of common sense and my only thing was okay fine ask her to turn on the burner and put the aluminum foil on that yeah. if the alif- aluminum foil burns that means you have bought a bad aluminum foil that's it there is yeah. no more explanation that i can give to you on that right but then mm. i i was i was happy that at least she didn't she didn't started you know what this is this is what's true she confirms mm. right and that's true. one thing that uh, apart from thinking also is like you can actually consult people who might have access to certain things true one right. i don't know it mm. might it might be the uh, a bad suggestion but actually mm. having you know you have information centers in malls right we should have information mm. actual actual news information centers apart from print media and this in a location where you can actually say okay fine you know what ah, uh, but like i think whatsapp started their own uh, communication center with two ngos that does curb fake news so if you if you get oh, okay. a, fo- a message that you think is not right you can basically forward it to that certain organization and they'll mm. basically verify and let you know I if it's know right or not and uh, i think they have two organizations in place the quaint uh, one of the big one of the big digital media platforms is doing it for them and oh. there's another thing another one as well who's helping them i, I don't know. exactly know but we can definitely link it in the description of our podcast yeah, if people yeah, sure. want to actually send it through absolutely you can now flag it that's important you know yeah. let's also acknowledge the fact that whatsapp has taken measures yes a lot of preemptive measures as well as you know the, the measures that they have taken after uh, fake news killed so many people in india yeah. so yeah. from forwarding yeah. the number of people that you can actually limiting the uh, number people that you can actually forward a message to yeah to now making it yeah so so to now giving us the authority on the groups that we can be added so whatsapp has taken a lot of measures we we must give it to them uh, because privacy was very essential to them and therefore they could not undermine privacy but in turn they have uh, you know requested a lot of people in india to uh, come out with proposals on how to check fake news and they have also awarded Uh, a huge amount of money to a lot of people on top of that they've now taken measures on their own you know platform yeah. so yes they have taken measures i think it's a very young technology yeah, yeah. unfortunately think, yeah. like they they haven't they been knew a, that. yeah they've across been only across a few elections to and, be honest yeah I, i think was reading uh, so i think day before yesterday uh, mark zuckerberg came out like obviously facebook <laughs> whatsapp and everything no he actually put up a very specific i think it's an hour long conversation that he did and he mentioned that they for them this is also something that's new because again they didn't knew that it would go that I at, at an unprecedented I, level no i think my problem with the entire con- uh, the concept of facebook and whatsapp is they 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 need to realize that with a certain kind of 
communication that they have comes a great responsibility with it like quoting spiderman like with power comes responsibility and it's the same thing they're giving a power of encryption encryption to people that comes with a greater responsibility of uh you know tracking down a certain amount of things or doing a certain mm-hmm. amount of things with it and they have fallen back a lot like literally today i was reading about it the war room that they decided to do for indian elections this year yeah you mm-hmm. believe is not in india it's in uh, in their office over here in america hmm. which mm. kind of and i was listening the to their purpose, yeah right? and i was yeah. listening to the guy who runs the war room for facebook Uh, in indian politics he hasn't been to india in a while his accent is completely american now he hasn't been to india in a while he doesn't know how the political uh, scenario in india works and i think that's a bigger problem and like uh, you know you said the amount of languages we have the amount of diversity mm, we have true. it's impossible to track it's down so uh, like yeah, you, it's, yeah it's you, impossible yeah. to track down localized issues and this is where yeah. uh, we have come that's why i asked you like the tips that you can give people in terms of being a journalist are more mm. important than say a facebook war room today no i think i think mm. one thing you put up a very good point is like because of social media you know you're realizing certain stuff that you know what this is we never knew that this would affect such badly because social media had always been gather information and start you know mm. how can we advertise you certain things but it was <laughs> never like how mm. can how can i get you you know win elections like yeah. the uh, cambridge analytica uh, the funder oh, that happened and this is now they're realizing that this is they have like Thanos ka you know gauntlet <laughs> where with one snap they could do a lot of things and uh, i think that's what is happening as well and they've realized it a little too late but they've realized that this is what they need to do and yeah. unfortunately mm. it has come after like what 31 unfortunate deaths in yeah. india yeah true absolutely i mean uh, you know it's interesting they have woken up a little late though but coming to the war room bit uh, it is important to not just have one war room in delhi somewhere but to have localized centers if if you know someone listening from facebook or, or google or whatsapp i think one suggestion uh, from a lo- from an indian perhaps is the fact that you, you you're not in america you're not operating in a country that has uniformity in terms of region religion language such is the diversity of the country that if you really do want to uh, hit fake news from its own origin from the roots of it then you have to have local centers local workshops you know local stations to identify news that is fake because usually what happens the news that comes to us in delhi is actually very filtered it's it's either in hindi or in english and it and those news items are you know really big and they i, I talk about the national politics they made talk about certain items which are you know false or fake or you know certain eatables that you're not supposed to eat as i mentioned pepsi yeah. pepsi had to actually spend a lot of money in order to remove all these messages from whatsapp and from facebook and from various other social media platforms they actually did a huge campaign they also went to court now nobody is going to do that in case of you know messages that talk about kidnapping of children because True. it doesn't harm yeah. a particular organization it doesn't harm an and an nnc so nobody is going to go to court in this case it's the people or the government who were supposed to take the onus and therefore if facebook or whatsapp or uh, you know any other medium 
which is currently being used to propagate fake news, if they really want to hit uh, the fake news at its root, then they must have local uh, war rooms, local stations. They must also conduct workshops beginning from school. Because I think that's where uh, you need to tell children, like, look, this is fake news, and you need to help them to identify fake news items. Now, what that did come out with, you know, long list of advertisements. They spent huge money on coming out with jingles on uh, radio, on <laughs> yeah. you know, TV ads, that, on yeah, YouTube yeah. ads. But that's not enough. True. Yeah, true. That is just not enough. I mean, what about people who really do not have access to print newspapers, who true. don't really go on YouTube to watch your advertisements? In that case, you really need to lo- you know, have a very local approach to the problem. Perhaps go to the Jila Parishad, perhaps go to that panchayat and there start telling people that, you know, this is how you identify fake news versus real news, so on and so forth. So that education aspect, primary elementary education has to be imparted. Uh, if you talk about urban centers from schools and local centers from, you know, Gram Panchayat, from Jilla, etc., etc. So uh, that initiative needs to be taken by the government as well as by these MNCs, who, in True. a sense, are they are the medium. They are these are the mediums which are being exploited at this moment. You know, I remember speaking to Pawan Dugal. He's, he's very renowned, uh, law, you know, IT law specialist in India, and he said that you cannot have uh, these big MNCs coming to India and saying that look, it's not our problem, because yeah. it is their problem. Yeah. It is. The yeah, fact yeah, is, it's their medium. Exactly, it's their medium which is being misutilized. I, I, you know, either you say it's not a problem, we're not going to act, then let the Indian government act on you, yeah, or true. you take the onus of, you know, if you know that your medium has been misutilized, if you know that this has happened because of your medium, then take the responsibility, or stop operating in a country whose laws you don't want to abide by. Yeah, and and therefore, uh, you know, while. I, we must acknowledge that they are acting. There has to be a more sincere effort that needs to be put in by by all these companies, by all these all these you know social media giants. No, yeah. makes sense. That makes perfect no, no, sense. No, no, it's it makes complete sense to be honest. And uh, this is where we also thought like this is exactly what we wanted to hear in this podcast, where we were like, okay, this is not just a certain company that is responsible but like local authorities like police or fire or anybody else who's responsible for that set of news should also be equally responsible to reciprocate like abhi pata hai ki, oh this is oh, area mein. you know so the police if that is going on and you know you're a police officer in the same area your social media account or like your uh, like you know mumbai police ka account yeah. for that matter or pune police ka account or any other co- city's police account can kind of you know go and say that hey this is fake news and please don't follow this right True. and i have seen police accounts kind of doing it mm-hmm. i've seen bangalore police literally going out with loudspeakers on the street saying that yeah. this is fake news yeah, yeah. and please don't mm-hmm. believe this but there is certain kind of limitations and i think so there is a certain set of responsibility that the government has to put in terms of funding to help and uh, provide to these government institutions or s- have a separate body that kind of deals with these kind of issues yeah, because know? it has to because it's become a part and parcel of our lives yeah, like again, technology and social media is yeah. kind of like it it started off as a fad for like you know uh, college going or school kids now it has come into complete mainstream social you know um, 
again social networking or social binding of indian and community. like we are here in canada and you wouldn't believe the kind of approach we have in canada over here is way limited to the approach we have in india to be honest like i think canada mm-hmm. is way behind in terms of technology than india is the amount of Adopt- technological technology, yeah. technological advancement that is there in india like a simple katawa sabzi you get home delivered because of an app to uh, mm. you know getting your tickets book online to everything and the ease of everything happening on a phone in india is so much more mm. powerful than we have in, in over here in the western countries as well is amazing mm-hmm. and i think so being that kind of a pioneer okay in that case you know let me quickly turn the tables and let me ask you a counter question yeah. how different is the scenario when you talk about fake news in canada I, just to get a perspective from a western country how different is the is the scenario that you get you know fake news items if you do get them what do you do what's the response like so uh, i think to be honest like okay let's keep america separate to be honest because yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a it's, it's a different ball game ball altogether game. But, but canada uh, mm-hmm. it's much better reason being uh, i think okay we even we have a issue here when we stay in, so we in st- uh, stay in a province or a, like or a state called quebec now quebec is more french oriented yeah. and they want to mm-hmm. they have been fighting to create their own country for almost like 50 years now and they mm-hmm. all okay they want to push french thing but never on social media or anything where they would want to insinuate a violence against a community like indians or muslims yeah. or bangladeshis and all that no that way this mm. i think one person tried to become like trump and started yeah. you know suggesting stuff and he got like mm-hmm. not shot like he, he was like okay good dude you have to shut up you cannot do yeah. this and he got banned from almost every social media and everything there so they are very really? quick that way yeah yeah and it was it was it was a big deal and people don't like it here when you say okay fine mm-hmm. you know what they are very proud i won't say that they are not yeah. proud of what they are and i'm happy that they are proud but they won't come up to say you know what i'm a canadian i do i do this <laughs> i do that no it's it's unlike mm-hmm. that it's like okay you are an indian amazing man amazing for yeah i think different mm-hmm. approach. i think for in that same term i think so the thing is like uh, like the rise of social media and the right wing activists are quite prominent here like i think recently yeah. there was a law that was launched in quebec in montreal especially that religious religious signs and symbols have to be removed and it's funny kind of here because we're in montreal okay and we basically are in a very christian community mm-hmm. it's like very openly mm-hmm. christian community over here and we have a massive we ha- like montreal is named after a mountain over here called mount royal and it mm-hmm. has a cross on top of it and it's like there's a massive rich history that goes behind a person carrying a cross on top of it and now it's like a very big religious symbol that lies on it where you can see it from any corner of montreal that you can see the cross mm-hmm. now with the ban that came across everybody was kind of in a rift where you know everybody was like okay so are you going to get rid of the cross on the mountain as well hmm. you know because you've hmm. launched a law that says that no religious signs and symbols should be in any public place that means you can't have hmm. a allah thing written or a you know a hindu om thing written, or yeah. om written or you know you can't have a cross so everybody was hmm. in a rift where oh is this going to happen and then there was a lot of fake news that went behind it as well but the I- amount of curbing that happened behind it was yeah. impressive from Mm. a government standpoint i like, think so yeah like one one thing was i think prag mentioned was um, about the uh, having social media account so right now like for, from the metro uh, that i travel in is called an stm orange line they have their own twitter mm. account so if anything goes wrong oh, wow. at the station within a minute it yeah. pops up on your uh, what's uh, on your twitter saying you know what this is a delay on this station or a fire 
uh, you know news happened this one and when it got eradicated for how long it was stopped you can take this you can take that so individual mm. government organizations are taking charges of spreading the information yes. rather than me telling mm. and forwarding 10 messages to people who are traveling on the same line that you know what a fire mm. incident happened on this station so it's it's mm. pretty accurate you know like that's what i said mm. like in terms of government government reliability of the same message like you know if mumbai police says that there has been a certain incident on this area is more reliable than a say a news channel saying it yeah and shouting it for yeah. next 24 mm. hours yeah i think that that's i, I completely so so the takeaway is for what you just said very interesting because so if something has to be confirmed something has to be if denounced something has to be corrected then the government perhaps is not effectively using its own channel okay. that's also because True. of the also because of the fact that india is such a huge country at this point even though all these you know uh, local city police including noida police mumbai police they've all come out with their own social media handles yeah. but yeah. people would rather <laughs> believe whatsapp messages than going <laughs> and checking that those <laughs> those twitter handles to get accurate information Yeah. yeah, I think that's a that's a different trend that we I follow. I think so. That yeah. It's a it's a tough hill to climb up. Like you said, we we are yeah. a massive country, and there's going to be a lot of population wise. Yeah. Yes, like I think and that's I think one so, thing that goes in our disadvantage exact, is like population. No, but it, it can be converted into an advantage. Yeah, if but right we, now it doesn't. Right? Yeah, thing. yeah. Eventually, we can be one of those populations who can actually set an example to the world, saying that this is how we curbed it. Oh know? yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously. So there there is a possibility of there's always turning hope, turning. eventually mm. but yep. as far as today's conversation i think so this is where we are like where uh, sai baba ka aapko message aata hai and you have to forward it to 10 people to get good luck yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i think i found one good thing we can you know start spreading this that you have to uh, at least listen to this podcast 10 <laughs> times it will bring you good luck 10 times before you forward a message <laughs> no, yeah and no, no, it will bring yeah. it will bring you good luck as well so i don't know i think, yeah. I think it's a it's a it good it will yeah good karma it will earn you a lot of good points yes. if you listen to this podcast 10 times yeah. before you True. forward a Message, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think this is a good point to wrap up this amazing conversation that we have had. Yeah, it it was. A, Thank you. And we actually wanted we have been, me and Prague have always been talking like since the day we started the podcast. We want to get to talk about something who's you know who's in the from a person who's yeah, in the who's midst of the expert. whole thing. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And like, oh my god, like we've been talking since I think this was supposed to be our third episode. To yeah, be honest, yeah. not the twenty-first episode. Like we had planned right. like Facebook and fake news as a third episode for a very long time. But the thing is, we were looking mm-hmm. for experts who actually knew about this and like were kind of motivated to talk about. It. So when we, I found mm-hmm. you, I was just like, I was so happy to tell you. It's like. Come on, like she said, yes. That this is the, who is not at all. I mean, gentlemen, this is this is something. This is very close to me. I, you know, having as I said earlier, having worked in an organization where I knew what it takes to manufacture news because you don't have it. Because yeah. you have been given the answer to a question, and you're now told to find the question itself. Right. You know, you you now you you now told to make news because you don't have it. So it 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 was it was because of my. one experience with this certain media organization that i realized that it could be really harmful if we continue the way we are continuing at the moment yeah if we do not sit and pause and think what exactly are we reading what exactly are we imbibing are we cross checking are we trying to reference it from what already happened in the past it's very easy you know to to exploit someone's fear 
It's yeah. very True. easy to sway people. It's always been very easy to sway people, to exploit them. And perhaps, you know, many would say that's the reason why all these godmen tend to exploit huge sections of society. Yep. At the same time, it gets very difficult to tell people, and it is absolutely difficult to challenge their belief. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It is very difficult for, to tell people, look, you're wrong. Because nobody wants to know that they're wrong. Yeah. And therefore, uh, the onus lies on people like perhaps you and me who can decimate information, who can reach out to a larger section of society. And it, it becomes our responsibility to do the right yeah. uh, by our profession, to do right by, uh, you know, what we believe in our principles. And fake news, as I said, continues to be one of the major problems of the 21st century. It will continue to be so until remedial measures are taken by the government and also by these MNCs, which are serving as the medium for fake news in India. India is being, India itself is a very unique example of such diversity. And it's not possible to, uh, you know, challenge the narrative unless all the stakeholders, including you, me, the MNCs, the government, comes out and takes responsibility. True. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, it could be a good start and we could set up examples for the whole world to follow. I think that's what my hope is for the future. Yeah, true. Me too. And thank you Absolutely. again. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having <laughs> me. It was an absolute pleasure. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around for this long episode. Yeah, this is, has been one of the longest episodes that we ever recorded. <laughs> yeah, true. But the content was so good that we didn't add any point of we could say, I you know what, let's split it into two parts. This was too important to not have a break, I think so. <laughs> and I think it is important, like, not just like, as we started off saying that it is important for both you and me, but yeah. looking at this, looking at the whole situation and hearing from Shweta herself, I think this is, this is very important for every one of the pe- person who's there in India right now. True. Like we said, guys, again, if you need if you need a break from all the politics, we here for you on Bataki Therapy, giving you different people, different conversations every week with a lot of interesting topics. Yep. And you can follow us on our social media, Twitter and Instagram to have some, you know, lighthearted conversations, lighthearted posts that we do. But if you want to actually see what Shweta does, you can follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is SHW. K-O-T-H-A-R-I that's S-H-W Kothari please follow on Twitter please follow us and give us some good comments on your podcast profile thanks guys see you next week see ya